Little Rock Trojan fans, this is the Little Rock Trojans Golf Podcast with your host, Trey Shap. Welcome back to another edition of the Little Rock Golf Podcast, joined by the coach of the Little Rock Trojans today, Jake Harrington. And Coach, how are you? You're getting ready for uh, the Sunbelt Conference Championships coming up here soon. Yeah, trying to get the boys ready. Um, we've had a long layoff since our last event at Mississippi State, but you know the guys are out there preparing and, and doing everything we can to simulate competition. The fall season ended well for you guys. You won your own event, and it was against the arch rival, the Arkansas State Red Wolves. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to win that event and to win at home, it's, it's so hard to win your home tournament. Uh, just because I'm torn in a million different directions, trying to get everything set up and make sure it runs smoothly for all the participants, you know, with hotels and, and housing and, um, you know, rules officials, everything else. It, it's hard to run the event and also win, but the guys did a great job. They played phenomenal, especially that last round. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the big separation it looked like. We had a three-shot lead uh, with two holes to play and we won by 17. Did it help the fact that the groups were together? When I say the groups, the teams were playing together as opposed to you have one player from Little Rock, one player from A-State, and one player from another school that was there, say like a Houston or whatever? Those tournaments either help or hurt you because it's a huge momentum swing. When you're playing great, it's awesome. <laughs> when you're playing bad, it sucks because they feed off each other and they see it and they see their teammate knock one in the water. They see their teammate, you know, horseshoe a putt and that's in their head. You know, whereas if you see an opponent do that, you feed off that in a positive way. Now, same thing as when we make birdies, we make a lot of them, you know? So nice thing is that stretch at the end, we just, we stayed patient and Arkansas state had to attack because they knew they were down and they attacked at the wrong time and it didn't pay off for them. Um, but I knew going into that we had to be either tied with them or ahead of them with two holes to play. You had the last two holes, the 18th and the first, because you teed off on the second. But right. before the 18th and the first, you've got the 16th and the 17th out at Chanel, mm -hmm. a par five, a par three, then the long, difficult par four, 18th. And then you finish on a par five. That had to have given you confidence knowing that that first hole out at Chanel is a birdie hole. Yeah, and that's why I knew we just had to be tied with the guy, with them. We could have been, been one shot back, and I would be fine with that. You know, the, the thing that's interesting is the day before, Arkansas State flipped it on us because we were basically tied with them, and they played 16 phenomenally um, and then coasted in, whereas we didn't play it as good, and we had a five-shot deficit going into the final day. So to be able to flip it on them by 22 shots the last round um, – it, it was huge momentum for our guys. And, yeah, when you get it rolling, you get it rolling as a team. I want to talk about uh, the junior from Buchholz, Germany, Anton Albers. You start the spring semester down in uh, Texas, Irving, Texas. Texas State was hosting the individual spring kickoff at Las Colinas Country Club. And Anton goes down there, and he just lights the field up and wins the event. Yeah, I mean, Anton's a special player. He's one of those guys that – by the time he's done here, he's going to he's gonna break most of the records at the university. I mean, he's that special. Um, 
you know, he goes down there, plays phenomenal golf. I, I think Anton, when he turns professional, he may buy a place in Dallas because then he went down to SMU and I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> and won that shot, event. <laughs> shot seven under down there, beat the likes of some SMU players, uh, TCU as well, Sam Houston, Florida Atlantic, Louisville. I mean, there were some big time players down there at the um, uh, the event that SMU hosted at Trinity Forest International, or the Invitational. Pardon me. Right. I mean, he beat um, guys that, or one guy in particular from Louisville that just played in the Arnold Palmer Invitational the two days before that and flew in. So he flew in from a PGA Tour event to play this event because he missed the cut. Um, and Anton goes out there and takes care of business. I mean, when you shoot 63, or I'm sorry, 64 in the final round, I mean, that, that's tough to beat. And, you know, to show you what Anton is for those that weren't there is Anton made a 30 footer on 18 for par because he had left it short of the green. You know, we misjudged the wind coming into that hole and he chipped it up and hit a bad chip, probably his only bad chip of the tournament. And he was 30 feet away. The other guy chipped it about 15 feet. Anton made his 30 footer. The guy had to make a 15 footer to tie Anton and he missed it. So that is what pressure will do to you when you're playing with the guy. You know, Noah Goodwin's an incredible player at SMU, um, one of the top players in the country. And, I mean, Anton, he's a gamer, and that's why I love having him here. The team finished third out of 15 down there. You had to have been pleased with that performance. Obviously, you'd like to win every tournament that you sign up for and compete in, but uh, being able to finish towards the top has to please a coach. Oh, absolutely, especially when you knock off a couple top 35 programs. I believe we beat Louisville and Baylor that week, um, and that's something that carries us all season. You know, the in golf, your, your head-to-heads, you know, when, those, when you beat somebody and then they go play well, that helps carry your ranking as well. And that's part of why you see what the way we schedule is I like to see people I don't see all the time. It does me no good to see a team five or six times. So we'll travel, and that's why we play in Arizona. We play in Texas. We play – um, sometimes we go up to Seattle and play in Seattle next year. We'll play in Stanford's event and we'll play in the Bahamas and we'll, we'll go all over the country to make sure that we can see different people and see how they are. Uh, so that way, when they go play, um, teams, we don't ever see, I can use that with the guys and also with our rankings say, Hey, we're just as good as these guys. Look at what we did to Baylor. Look what we did to this team and they're hanging in with them. Why can't we? Speaking of those places that you're going to go play and that you have played, that has to help in recruiting as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my goal is to make sure that these guys are ready to play professional golf when they're done here and and or tell them they're not good enough, right? And so it does me no good if we stay in the state of Arkansas. One, we can't build a Division One schedule here in Arkansas. Um, but you could go down to Texas and play it nonstop in Texas. But in order to do that uh, in coaching for as long as I have, you have to – travel your guys and you have to see different people otherwise you're never going to get a national ranking um at a school that's not an sec program or a big 12 program because you have to be invited to the big events um so that's why we go all over the place you have to see different types of grass uh you have to you know because when you go to regionals you're not here locally necessarily you know right now we're 56 in the country and we could be going anywhere for regionals if we make it you know and so that's something we always keep our head down. And I want to make sure the guys have played everywhere. You know, give them – and plus give them the overall experience of what it's like to be a, a college athlete, you know, and to build life experiences as well as just golf experiences. What would it mean to you if you're able to get to a regional 
this year? I mean, it'd be incredible. That That's one of our goals, um, to get to regionals and finish in the top five. You know, we're not going to be happy just getting to regionals, but that's the mindset our team has. That's what I've instilled in them is this is what we do. We can compete with anybody, and golf is that way. You can show up at any time and play great golf. Um, our team is very good, and we've proven that we can compete with the best in the country. And that's the goal is to go out there and do that. But it would be, you know, we haven't done that since 2001, you know, back when Win Nor was a coach and he had some incredible teams back in 2000, 2001. Um, they were phenomenal. And to be able to help change this program back to where it's supposed to be, um, where people are like, man, little rocks in the field, you know, we can't let up on them. Let's talk about the Sunbelt Conference Tournament coming up um, here at the end of April. It used to be held in Sandestin, Florida, mm-hmm. at the Raven Golf Course, um, part of the uh, Sandestin Golf and Beach Resort. Phenomenal course. Um, but I think uh, the Sunbelt has made a, a wise decision. They've upped their game a little bit in finding a better course, and it's inside the state of Arkansas. And if if it's not the toughest course in the state, it's – Probably 1B, 1C maybe, if it's not 1A, and that's Mystic Creek down in El Dorado. Yeah, Mystic's phenomenal, and I do think they made a great decision to go there. When we were in discussions on what course would host a conference championship moving forward, we wanted a tough, challenging course that would separate. You know, it's important to protect, you know, our conference with the top teams. Who gets that automatic qualifier? You know, who wins the Sun Belt? You know, it's important that we get as many people in as we can and we separate the right way. Uh, Mystic Creek is, like you said, it's one of the hardest golf courses in the state. I mean, I love it down there. Um, it's good and bad for us to have it at Mystic Creek. You know, we're not allowed to play it during the, during the year, um, which I believe is a disadvantage to us because that was a course that three or four years ago I would send my team down once every two months to when they started feeling really good about themselves. Uh, to say, okay, you think your game's great, let's go test it at the toughest place. And they would drive down two hours and go play it and get humbled really quick. You know, we've played tournaments down there back when ULM used to host three or four years ago. And a top 55 team, I want to say UNC Wilmington, won that event at 55 over par. It's it's amazing the people that I talk to, Jake, that have gone down there and they come back and they go, Wow. Uh, you are right. I mean, it is a difficult test of golf. It's got some holes where you miss your spot, your approach shot to a green, and if you miss – sometimes you can't even go with the flag stick is how difficult the green complexes are down there. And if you miss your spot by five yards or less, sometimes you're in a hazard or you're in a penalty area or you're not even close to being where you need to be on the green. Yeah, you better have all aspects of your game firing when you go down there. Um, like you said, that you don't always aim at the flags down there, and that's part of why I, I mean, I've been game playing the course for a while now. Uh, I do a lot of different things to get the team ready to help them visualize what's going to happen when we get down there. Um, don't get me wrong, it's not Augusta National, but I will compare it to what we saw last week at Augusta where you see guys go – in the middle of greens because you know that if you attack it and you're wrong, you're rolling off 30 or 40 yards. And 
not every green complex, but a lot of them are that way. Um, 17 is probably the most diabolical green complex I've, I've ever seen. I think there's only probably 15 feet of, of pinnable green mm-hmm. there. And it's just, it's brutal. I mean, it, it is a, it is a tough place and you better know how to hit your wedges and irons. You better be able to flight shots in there and take some spin off of them. Because if you just go full out of wedge, because you're 125 out and that's your stock 125 yard shot, you're not going to be happy with the result. Might as well club up a little bit and take some spin off of it, right. specifically on 17 because it's an uphill shot. Right. I like to think of number five. Mm-hmm. Um, that green, it's a par five. It's a narrow par five with uh, penalty areas to the left, uh, bunkers around the green and behind. But then the way the green slopes, if it's a front right pin, you can easily pull one off and pull it down into the penalty area. And then six right after it is another one that's very, very tough. And then I like number 12. They tried to pattern number 12 off of number 12 at Augusta National. In any left pin over the ridge, you have the potential of easily going in the lake. Yeah, I've been down there where the left side of 12 is unpinnable, uh, where they've had whole locations right about that ridge. And if you're a foot left, you're in the water. I mean, that, that's how it can be. You know, and that's why I thought it was so crucial for the Sun Belt, uh, as we were talking about it, to make sure they set it up properly, you know, to go down there and, and look at what's been done. Because the Symmetra Tour used to play down there. Um, you know, like I said, ULM used to have an event down there. So not to reinvent the wheel, but to go down there and make sure, hey, this, this could be a special place. Yes, it's in Arkansas. I love having it in our home state. You know, Murphy USA is down there. They're a great sponsor of our Sun Belt Conference Championship. Uh, but to be able to go down there, I think they can make this a community that will embrace it, a community that will love having the Sun Belt in its backyard. And I, I think it will be a special way to to celebrate these these young men that are coming in. For a lot of them, this is the pinnacle of what they're going to do. You know, as good as our conference is this year, we may have three teams that go to regionals this year, but for the other nine is you want the Sun Belt Conference Championship to be – the most special tournament they play all year. And Mystic Creek has the chance to be able to do that. Louisiana Monroe, the closest school to El Dorado. Um, they're another team. They can't go practice on it Correct. throughout the year as well. I have an interesting question. If if there's a tournament there, let's say the Arkansas State Golf Association takes their state amateur there at any point and the Sun Belt is still holding their championships there, can an individual on your team go play in an individual tournament there or are they forbidden from that? Only if it's a state amateur event or a or a national event. Gotcha. Besides that, it can't be just the Mystic Creek Invitational. Um, it would have to be a state or national. So a state event. amateur correct uh, match play would suffice. Yep, but that's it. You know, they they won't allow anything else. So I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have looked at different loopholes in it, but sure, it's just state or national events, and it can't and it can't be. Um, it has to be the state. It have to be the state am. I'm going to use a word that is used in golf a lot: handicap. Handicap the Sun Belt Conference Men's Tournament for me this year. Oh, <laughs> you can have anybody win this tournament. Um, you have a, ten teams that are in the top 110 in the country, and of those, the two that I didn't mention. The team that's 11th in our conference just won a tournament last week by seven shots, shooting, I want to say they shot six or 
six or ten under par at Sam Houston's tournament, and that's UT Arlington. So any team in here, when they get their guys rolling, um, that they can win. You know, but the thing that I love, like we've talked about, is Mystic Creek separates, and I love our chances. And you know, you have the the three favorites as far as national rank goes. Georgia Southern right now is is the top ranked team in in the Sun Belt, followed by Arkansas State, followed by us. Um, and then you have Coastal Carolina, ULM, all right there in the top 85 in the country. So, I mean, those are the favorites. But like I said, I mean, Louisiana's been hot the last six weeks. They've they've played some great golf. Um, ULM is a team that is dangerous. Um, and a lot of these teams, we, we play stroke play all year. You know, so if you get to that final four and you get into match play, Mystic Creek is going to be if, – if you guys aren't doing anything on that Wednesday, um, there's 36 holes of match play. Match play at Mystic Creek is going to be something to watch because that golf course will give you a 10 as quick as it's going to give you a 3. And it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I'm probably going to need to get a health check before and after because I'm probably going to have a bunch of small heart attacks on that golf course because, you know, it is a place that has no let-up. And if you think you can breathe a little bit, you better think again because it's gonna it's gonna bite you real quick. Format is stroke play down to match play. What do you think it's gonna take? What score do you think it'll take to get into match play? And I know that's a a tough question to ask because you don't know what the weather is gonna be like. You don't know what the course setup is going to be like. But I'm sure you've got some kind of target that you're you're shooting for right now. Yeah, it is all weather. And it is when you go down there, being the fact that we haven't been able to go down there as coaches or anybody, um, as coaches, we were allowed to see it up to two times in the fall. You're not allowed to go there after the start of the new year. Um, so how fast are the greens going to be? Because if they get those things going above 11, watch out. Um, and it's the overall condition, which is always, you know, incredible down there. Um, so... But what I tell my guys is pars build momentum. And it doesn't speak any more truly than down at Mystic Creek is a par is always going to build momentum. You know, and down there, their bogeys can build momentum. You know, as long as we stay away from the doubles and the big numbers during stroke play, um, you, we're going to be in a good spot. Jake, it would be nice if we got a Trojan in first place and we make match play and we run through the bracket <laughs> and win and get that automatic spot to an NCAA regional. That would be something to talk about on the next Little Rock Golf podcast. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be great. There, there would be nothing I would love more than that. Um, you know, we're going to go down there and, and we have, you know, it'll be good to have Patrick Sullivan, my assistant coach, uh, back there. Uh, we didn't have him for Mississippi State's tournament, um, but we'll have him back with us. And, and Patrick knows what it's like to, to play great at the conference championship. Now it wasn't at Mystic when he played, um, but he's got a ton of experience, and that'll really help us, you know, move the needle and and, and give us the best shot to do that. So that's the goal. Um, we're not going to be happy with anything else, and it would help me not to have to wait to see if our number's called um, when it comes to the regional selection. So the goal is to go down there and win a conference championship and, and make Little Rock proud. Jake, good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. That'll do it for this edition of the Little Rock Golf Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll have another one coming up soon.